Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. We're joined by Eric Smiley today. He has created the International Eventing Forum. It's being held on the 6th of February, and this year it's called The Next Generation. Eric's going to explain all about it. This is Horse Hour. excited today we've got a great great guest somebody that i've wanted to talk to for a long time eric smiley how are you i'm very well indeed amy thank you i feel a little bit like a stalker because i went to your clinic in kingston moorwood at the end of last year (laughs) so i feel like i know you already well i i hope you enjoyed the day I, i enjoyed delivering it it was fascinating. It was really, really interesting. And um, as somebody who's, I, I'm four feet on the ground, Eric, I'm not a brave rider. And I definitely came away with some really interesting techniques. Um, I actually jumped my horse, which I don't do. And I used some of your pole work techniques for picking his feet up more. So yeah, thank you for that. It was brilliant. Not at all. I try and make those sort of things um, useful for everyone that comes of all levels and interests. Because I think if we can make um, what we do a little bit more simple then everyone gets involved and um if you talk to the big boys they also think it's pretty simple but um you have to start with the simple thought process and then take it on from there good it was it was brilliant it was and i had a a couple of very experienced people with me too and they took a lot from it so yeah it was i i highly recommend it to everybody and so that's why we're talking to you today because you you're doing another demonstration part of it's called the next generation and it's for the international eventing forum on the 6th of february yes it's it's not actually me doing it but um there are a little group of four people sue myself uh, Jean Mitchell and someone called Dora Beacon. Um, uh, we run this thing called the International Eventing Forum, and we each have our respective roles in the running of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of look after the horsey side, the thought process, and ask people, and try and look after the message of what we're trying to to present. Um, Sue helps me organise that, and helps Jean and Dora organize the mechanics of um, the actual running of the day. So, yes, it's an exciting day, the International Eventing Forum. It's been going for a few years as well, hasn't it? It has. This is about the eighth year that that I've been running it. And um, we've had all sorts of really exciting people, from William Fox Pitt to Mark Todd uh, to Andrew Nicholson uh, and all sorts of people. Um, Olympic year in 2012, we had five Olympic coaches presenting 
Um, and it was so it was I, I try and get good, good people. Well, it's brilliant. I mean, this year you have Christopher Burton and Sam Griffith's groom, Imo Mercer. And it's really lovely to hear her side of things of how she works the horses. Well, I think it's 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 very under under sort of valued what grooms do. Mm. I think it's a very, very important role in um, not, not only the welfare of the horse, but actually producing uh, an athlete that performs at its best. People do not understand uh, what goes into the background of uh, competition horses sometimes. And having seen it firsthand through various Olympics and Europeans and World Games, um, a happy horse produces a good result most often. And um, the the three grooms that I've got are all very, very experienced international grooms. And... I wanted to try and highlight their interaction with FEI officials, um, the uh, the event organisers, how they interact with um, their riders, and then above all, uh, what what makes a happy for a happy horse and hence a happy athlete. Well, what's so fascinating about it is that they. Our our amateur perception is that a groom is somebody that grooms the horse, that just brushes them and feeds them and keeps them clean. Um, and I was lucky to to speak to Imo and Sam a few months ago, and it was it was so interesting to hear how involved she is. She dealt with all the looking after of, of going to Rio, to uh, what the horses would be fed, to how would they would travel there. Um, that there's so much more than just grooms, and I think I think it's great. Well, it is. It is. It's uh, just to give you a little example uh, of how important it is. Um, many years ago, when Sue and I ha- took Enterprise to Barcelona Olympics, um, we had professional grooms, and they didn't consider Sue, my wife, as being a professional groom, although she looked after the horse completely. Um, and so, when the horse arrived, he went into a stable in Barcelona, and he was a very spooky horse. And she put the water at the back of the stable. Well, the enterprise wouldn't go to the back of his stable. So for 12, 16 hours in temperatures of the 90s, um, my horse wouldn't go near the water. Mm. But she didn't know that, but Sue would have known that. And so that one little example of know your horse, and the only person that knows the horse is the person that does uh, the horse on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. How long have it? Could you mind me asking how long you and Sue have been together? Um, yes, we've been we've been together. Um, I'm thinking now, uh, 36 years. <laughs> and, and was she your? I had, to, I, I, had to, I had to. I had to get that right. You did. <laughs> and, and was she? Did she become your? Did she become your groom um, uh, after you got together or before? <laughs> Sue, Sue, Sue has always had an interest in horses and. Um, as we do things together, Sue manages me, mm-hmm. and when we when we had a competitive yard, Sue managed the yard as well as rode out and uh, looked after the horses whenever I was away teaching. But she also manages all the entries, travel, documentation, vaccinations, mm. veterinary visits, uh, a travel abroad, entries abroad, all those sort of things. So she's uh, she's very well versed with that side, as well as being event organizers we've both done that sue's been very involved as um secretary for for international events 
Wow. Well, she sounds like a wife that's just looking after her husband and making sure she, he's in the right place at the right time. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what wives should do? <laughs> and so does, did Sue not want to compete herself? Did, has she ever competed? No, no. No, no Sue, Sue, Sue has, has always really enjoyed hunting and, and we used to hunt a lot when we were in Ireland. Mm. Um, and, uh, but no, no great interest in competing. And, and what about you then? What are you doing in 2017? Are you going to compete? I have still got plans to compete. I've, the horses that I've ridden this morning um, are my uh, young horses. We have a collection of really nice homebred horses. Mm. Um, I have a six-year-old that um, I only managed to get one event into it last year because of my, of my teaching activities, mm. but it jumps um, uh, really well around its first, its first event, which is the BE90. And it'll compete again this spring. I have a half-sister to that one that's five this year. That that'll come out, and it's a really fancy horse. I have a full sister of the six-year-old who's four, and I've just ridden it. I have another four-year-old uh, that I've ridden, and I'm playing around with my two three-year-olds. And wow. I've got two two-year-olds and two-yearlings and two-fold, and so it goes on. So, so you breed as well? I didn't know that. Yep. yep. Well, it's a fool's, fool's game, but it's quite fun to do. I I hear that a lot. That <laughs> it's quite yeah. tricky. It's it's almost like you can go so far into the breeding history, and and it's kind of fingers crossed, hoping that actually what will come out is what you expect to come out. <laughs> well, I think I think you can you can look too too deeply into the breeding game, um, and it's more important to try and just produce a nice horse. If you produce a nice horse. Um, it will it will do well somewhere. It might not be an event horse. It might be a show jumper. It might be a dressage horse. Who knows? But uh, just produce a nice horse, and um, if it then is educated and is a nice riding horse, there is a market for it. And so your your youngsters then? Do you sell those on, or do you train them all up to a certain level, and then? I don't have enough time to do. Uh, the amount that I used to do with horses um, and so what I do with them is get them to the stage they're at now uh, four five six and then I like to get rid of them um, and uh, because I really like playing with them and getting them to the stage they walk trot canter jump fences go cross country and hack around the farm and are nice people mm. um, and uh, they're not hurried and I think that gives them a very solid base for the future. Do you know, I'm loving this. I hear this more and more. It's about having patience with horses. And it's yeah, but so people, nice. But people don't. People don't. What do they do? Well, we are in a society that that's, um, has instant access to information. Mm. If it has instant access to information, then one of the things that, that society does is require things to be immediate. And um, they don't give the horse time to assimilate information in the way that the horse should have time because the horse does not tweet, Google, Facebook, or look at the internet in any shape or form. So the horse is not used to instant information. Mm. So we have to change our way of communication completely to uh, accommodate the horse's way of assimilation of information. And that's that's slow and steady and quiet, and then it stays there. So you can't hurry them. 
Eric, how do I could listen to you for hours? How did you learn your craft? Was it? Did you have a mentor? Did you have somebody that guided you, or is it just trial and error? Well, I was lucky. I went on a course when I was in in the army to Melton Mowbray, and I had a person called Ben Jones who represented Great Britain at the Mexico Olympics on I think the poacher, and he was a, he was the riding instructor there, and. I watched and listened an awful lot to him. I was only there for six weeks, mm. but I found him very, very interesting because he was a fairly sort of gruff director of a, uh, a person. But when you watched him do things, um, everything had a reason. I have had lessons, sure, and I've spent time at Talent when I was uh, training. But I do an awful lot of watching and listening and thinking about what I see and what I hear and um, so, uh, to a greater extent, I'm self-taught. So it's it's okay to ask questions, isn't it? Because it, our industry, it's sometimes we're made to feel like we should know the answer. But ultimately, I think we're always learning. So we should always be asking questions and trying to improve the way that we treat the horses and 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 our relationship with them. Would you agree? There is no no question about that. And if anyone takes lessons and instructors are asked questions and the instructor doesn't know the answer, well then change instructors. Um, You've got to try and um, question what you are told. If one questions it in a nice, uh, interested way, um, you'll learn an awful lot more. I'm, I'm quite sure that there is an assumed knowledge Uh, in certain quarters and that assumed knowledge is very often incorrect and I think you've got to you've got to look at it think about it if it doesn't make sense to you ask if it then makes sense to you fine think about it again and then try and apply it but if you just take on if if you just take at face value what what you're what you're told Mm. uh, and it doesn't make sense then that's probably wrong. Mm. Oh my goodness, we're going to learn so much at uh, Hartbury College, aren't we, on the 6th of February? <laughs> I hope we have a very varied uh, sort of programme for everybody. I, I've, I've, I try every year to produce uh, a programme that I think will interest people. And Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's people that are in the forefront of our sport. And so not only are they likely to produce an intellectual sort of uh, stimulus to the whole process, but proof of, proof of the whole thing is that they're out there doing it at the top level. So what can we expect then? So we, we can buy tickets if we head to your website, internationaleventingforum.com. It's yep. on the 6th of February um, at Hartbury College. So we turn up, what time does it start? 10 o'clock? Um, we, you, have, you have to be there before 10 because what, it's such a full day. I have to try and um, do a very brief intro at 10 and try and get the ball rolling just after 10. So you need, you need to be there from half past nine, quarter to 10 onwards. Okay, and then and then, how does the day plan out? What do you have? What have you scheduled? Well, the first the first session is uh, Tracy Robinson with um, two riders, and uh, I, I've asked Tracy, and Tracy is going to present where we're going in the next four year cycle of dressage. Dressage test changes um, and gets gets more more advanced as we as we go on in uh, international eventing, and. It's also being ridden better and better. So where can we go? How far can we go? What, what do we need to be thinking about as far as training the next generation of horses? And um, Tracy is very good at um, that side of it. And I think it, it'll be fascinating listening to her because she has produced nothing but good results with the British team and uh, is personal trainer to William Fox Pitt. So that's a good that's a good start to the day. Oh, um, brilliant! And then following that, you have Caroline Moore, who's talking about yeah. the BE under 18s, and she's the junior team coach as well. Yeah. Um, you've got the three eventing grooms, uh, including our lovely Imo Mercer, who's Sam Griffith's yeah. groom, and Zany King. Yes, and Alex Van Tool. And uh, what I want Caroline to do, which Caroline is is really excited about, is trying to make the next generation of young riders self reliant give them tools and information that they can be self-reliant because I see all too often as I travel the world teaching people who have trainers and they can barely breathe without the trainer saying, now is the time to breathe and this is how you do it. Mm. Well, that does not happen in competition. When you cross the start line, you're on your own and you need to be self-sufficient and reliant on no one but what you you do so i hope you'll see caroline do that the grooms yeah and then after lunch we have an interesting sort of uh, short uh, session with equi ratings and um equi ratings are a new company that produce scientific approach to data and how that affects performance and how that affects safety within our sport so i think you'll find that very interesting yeah, absolutely. How how do you know how that works, Eric? Well, it's it's it, it's intriguing that you can you can forecast to a to a fairly accurate um, level performance of horse and riders on their past results. Wow, gosh, just on figures, just on on figures, and and it'll be interesting to see how that works because. If you if you then say okay over over the last year this this rider has had this horse and it has performed in this way, um, 
event organizers and FEI as being the governing body can then sort of look at it and say, okay, well, the criteria for entry level of that horse, actually, maybe we should raise the criteria because that horses and rider are destined for a fall or stop. And so it causes uh, bad statistics and bad pictures and ultimately uh, danger in our sport. Wow. I guess it could also help you with your training of your horse, though, as well, because you know what, almost what your limits of your horse are. Well, well you, could, you, you, you could certainly take it that way. Sometimes, sometimes that might not give exactly the result because limits need to reflect training. Limits need to reflect um, what you've subjected your horses to in that training and its performance. Uh, in competition so it it may be helpful yeah <laughs> and then after that is that when eric winter joins you when you're yeah. ex- and, and and he's the badminton course designer correct what i want to do in, in in that afternoon session is if if eric winter is the new badminton course designer um that's his first four star and as a four-star course designer, he now enters the pool of four-star course designers around the world that ultimately decide where the sport goes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much um, in our interest to try and get into his mind to see where the concepts of how he tests riders and horses training, how he examines whether we're doing the right thing, and what's in his mind as to where we as coaches, trainers, riders, and ultimately horses, where we should steer our training. And if we can get a little bit of an insight into his four-year cycle thought process for the next few years of uh, badminton, but also then ultimately uh, European world and Olympics, then we begin to get an idea where course designers are taking us as a sport. I then want to steer that towards, or that, that will be steered towards, two of the top top riders, two of the stars of, of, of Rio, and um, how, as they're the next generation of top riders, mm. they need to um, say to themselves, well, we need the next generation of top horses to compete over Eric Winter-type courses what do we look for in the horse? How do we train this horse? What are our training methods to produce horses that keep us at the top, but also keep the horses at the top? So there will be a bit of interaction to start with, and then the two boys will be set off uh, to show us their training process. This is incredible, Eric. It's, I, I feel like uh, we're getting a snapshot into the future. That's definitely what I'm trying, because every year I have a different heading, uh, a different title for the forum, and uh, this, this year is The Next Generation. Can you, just between you and me, can you answer me one question? Well, I say just between you and me and obviously the whole of Horse Hour. What, what does it take for, for Eric Winter to become a, a new course designer? Are there certain qualifications that he needs? Is, what should he have done to be able to have that accolade? 
Eric has been around the sport for many years as a competitor and course designer. He has produced many, many, many courses at all levels around Britain and uh, in Europe. He has done many three stars. And you go through the process of doing one stars, two stars, three stars. You do lots of FEI courses. You produce good courses, but you also talk sensibly about what you're trying to do. And that has to fit in with the criteria of um, what the FEI is trying to do. Mm. And then if all goes well and you're lucky enough to get an invitation, uh, you get asked to do a four star. And there are not that many four stars and not that many four star course designers around the world. Um, so it's a real feather in, in, in his cap that Babington uh, have asked him for this this year. It's, it's really interesting because we as riders and as spectators, we we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. So we don't see what it takes to be able to to design a course like that and, and what the judges are looking for and what the designer is looking for and what the FBI is looking for. So it's fascinating to hear that he, he's almost gone up the ranks, isn't he? And that's lovely because it means that we're supporting him more on the course that he builds when we know about how much work has gone into it? Well, there is there is that. But I think it's also important for all competitors when they compete at whatever level, from grassroots right up to uh, two-star, three-star, four-star, that they have a belief in what is being presented in front of them, that it is, has been... Um, produced by someone that knows. So the questions that they're being asked are and should be educational to the horses and riders, but certainly educational to the horses, that you're asking the badminton questions at a BE 8090, just not so often and just not so big, but it's a similar question. So as you educate the horse to answer the question correctly, think about the next question, answer that correctly. And if the horse keeps producing correct answers and understanding how it does it, then it moves up the level and then it produces the correct answers quicker and gets it right. And then it goes on producing better, better results. That's good course design and that's good education for horses. And that should produce horses that solve problems horses that think how to solve problems and horses that look after themselves. And if they look after themselves, ultimately, they look after the riders. Mm, yeah. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's the 6th of February at Hartbury College. We can buy tickets, like I said earlier, of going to the internationaleventingforum.com. We look forward to a full, full house again. Thank you so much. Not at all, Amy. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. It's lovely to hear that we have listeners all over the world. And it's really lovely to see your stories of how you get on with your horse, um, the discipline that you do, uh, how you look after your horse. Keep tagging us in it. I'm at Amy Stevenson one Horse Hours at Horse Hour. And you can tag us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. I'm always looking for new things to give you. So if you do get time, head over to our website, horsehour.co.uk and uh, just pop in 
in your email address because after each show from now on, I'm going to bring you some information from that guest. So for example, when we do an episode on show jumping, you will have the top 10 tips to show jumping. So get ahead of the game. You'll also get episodes before everybody else. You'll know when the new ones are released and there'll be opportunities for you to win through competitions and to get discount off products with the great brands that we're working with. So um, it's well worth just popping in your email address. I promise you I won't spam you because I hate spam myself. It'll all be fun, pictures, education and some deals too. So that's horsehour.co.uk. While you're there, you can also have a look at our education hub. We've got loads of really interesting information there from experts like B&W Equine Vets, natural horsemanship experts, advice on worming, on feeding. Uh, Smart Nutrition did an article on nutrients for your horse and what you should be feeding. So I'm trying to give you as much information as possible. And there's things that I really find interesting and I'm learning too as, as, as we go along and do these episodes. So head over to horsehour.co.uk and if you can just hit subscribe on iTunes or Acast and if you're feeling really generous then maybe you could write a review on iTunes too because we're really lucky we did make it into the iTunes chart and we'd love to stay up there and that's with your support so if you like the episodes then tell me as well you know I'd love to hear your feedback and know what you think is there something that you really want me to talk about or a guest that you'd really like me to get onto the show and then drop us an email team at horsehour.co.uk every platform we're on whether it's the website facebook itunes youtube they've all got comment sections or messages boxes and i really genuinely want to talk about the things that you want to hear about so send me a message anytime and uh, thank you for listening i hope you have a really lovely week with your horse and i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8 p.m uk time 3 p.m eastern by using the hashtag horse hour follow amy at amy stevenson one and subscribe to us on acast itunes stitcher and player fm cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.